Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What keeps going through my... What I keep hearing is that God is saying, don't always look for me in the future. says, I'll be there when you get there. He says, look for me now. I am the great I am right now. He says, I want to get involved in your circumstance now. Now. Thank you, Jesus. Right now. Right now, God. He is the God of the now. That's what I am means. I am that I am. He's the God of now. Whoa. <laughs> hmm. Right now. Thank you for being involved in my circumstance. And I give them to you, God. I give those circumstances to you, God. I remove my hand from trying to work it out. I remove my hand, God, from trying to make things happen. I remove my hands, God, from those things. And I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the God of the now, and you are the God of the circumstance, and you are the God of the breakthrough. Thank you. For breaking through on my behalf. Thank you, Lord. Because I am in covenant with you. I am in covenant with you. Mm. We don't really know what covenant means. I don't really have English words to describe covenant. Because um, it's just a light thing to break promises. We, 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 um, I can't really talk. We, uh, we take it lightly when we break covenant, when we break promise. You know, marriage is a covenant. Hmm. Marriage is a covenant. And with God, covenant goes beyond the grave. So if I come into covenant with a human... I'm stuck to the grave, beyond the grave. David and Jonathan were in covenant with each other. Jonathan took off his, his cloak, his, his weapons, everything, and put them on David. So that when David's coming down the road and you see him, you think that's Jonathan. That's what we are in with God. 
covenant. He gives me himself. And I get to put him on. Hallelujah. I get to put him on. So when I'm walking down the street, the devil thinks, oh, there comes Jesus. <laughs> hey, now that's covenant. That's covenant. When my husband and I, we're in covenant with each other. And when people see me walking down the street, there comes Miss Cooper. It's Biggins' girl. Amen? Same for him. So we're in covenant with each other. Covenant don't break. Even if I decide to step out of my covenant and I decide to cut it off, it's still a covenant. It's still a covenant. God does not break covenant, no matter what I do. <sighs> Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Robert opened up something last week. If y'all didn't get it, if I mean, even if you was here, get the CD. Get the CD. It was a good word, but... I'm on, but let's go. Let's go look at Mark, chapter four, because that word. Mm, Jesus, Mark chapter four, uh, three. Now I'm on, I'm going to talk about that word that he that he talked about last week, okay? But we're going to start right here. It says, hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. He sowed last week. He was the sower. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, and it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no fruit. And the other fell on good ground. Pat your chest, say, that's me. I'm good ground. I'm good ground. This is good ground. Whoo! And that fruit sprang up and increased. And brought forth some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. Now that sower went out and it sowed some seed. What ground? What kind of ground am I? I'm good ground. One reason I'm good ground. Can I tell y'all why I'm good ground? I'm going to toot my horn. Because <laughs> anybody else going to toot it. So I'm going to toot it myself. I'm good ground only because... I took that word that he spoke last week, and I said, God, you, you are the, you said in your word that you give seed to the sower. I don't have to go find me no seed. I ain't got to try to work up no seed. He get, you give me seed. And so I'm praying that, God, I thank you that you give me seed. Thank you, God, that you said you are the one that gives me the power to get wealth. This is how I become good ground. Okay, now I'm, I'm praying that. I'm praying that all week. And then there comes a time when God says, um, give. 
Now, right here is where them thorns and them pressures and them all that stuff is fixing to, it's either going to choke that word out or that word is fixing to come forth and increase. Hallelujah. And so when he said give, dig in that pocket, <laughs> get everything, you know, what, what God, what you want me to give? How much do you want me to give? And put it in there. And sometimes it's real scary. Because sometimes it's not enough for me to meet my need. Okay? Now, we go on down in this scripture here a little bit. On uh, verse 13, it says, Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? So we got to know this parable right here. Or we don't know any of them. And Jesus spoke in parables because those who are in the kingdom, he has given the ability to understand the parables. He said, I speak to you this way so they don't hear me and go do what I say. Because they ain't got what you got. But we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness where I was blind. Because you can't see in no darkness, right? And I've been translated into the kingdom of light. And all of a sudden, wow, my eyes are open and I can see. And he gave me the ability to understand what he is saying. Amen? Come on, thank you that I got the ability. Because you know something? There's something that I pray all the time. Thank you, Father, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you dwells on the inside of me. It lives on the inside of me. And when I don't understand what I need to do, you show me. Revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation lives on the inside of me. Hallelujah. I take the word of God and I pray that over me. I pray that over my family. Okay. Where are we at? Verse 14. Okay, and the sower soweth the word. That's what the sower sows. He sows the word. What does um, John chapter 1 say about the word? <laughs> In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and the word became flesh, and it dwelt among us. So the word is Jesus. Amen? The Word is Jesus. And so the sower stood up here and he sowed Jesus. He sowed Jesus. Come on. He sowed Jesus. Because that's what the Word said. That's what the Word said. The Word says, let's look at it because y'all don't believe me. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, <laughs> and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things that were made by Him, and without Him was nothing, not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. 
and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. We are no longer in darkness. Hey, thank you, Lord. I am no longer in darkness. Because <laughs> the darkness don't comprehend. But I live in light. I live in a new kingdom. New kingdom. I got a new king. The one ruling my life is a good king. And he turned the light on. In fact, he said light be before the sun and the moon and the stars was created, right? Light be. It was his glory that shined. His glory. Hallelujah. Okay, and then in verse 14, it says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word is Jesus. And Mark chapter 4 saying that the seed is the word. Amen? The seed is the word. And the word is Jesus. So when someone sows the word, they're sowing Jesus. Now I need to grab a hold of Jesus and say, hey, you live on the inside of me. So I get this word and I'm working this word. Amen? That's how we become good ground. See, we're praying this week. We're praying for our young adults and and. And he opened up this thing, you know, about provision and, and how God is my supply, you know. And, um, and so we're praying, and, and, and it's like we can see how we, we as people, we get all caught up in the cares of the world because the cares is for real. I mean, I got to pay my bills. I got to do that. I got to, you know, I got to feed my kid. There's things I got to do. But the word said that because of the cares of the world, which one is that? Among thorns. Okay, verse 18. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in chokes the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Now, I know we got to go to work. God knows we got to go to work. There's things we got to do, right? But when that becomes my focus, Apostle, we were in here in prayer, and Apostle, it just come out of her, and she said, um, hashtag, <laughs> sow more, work less. Like, hey, that sounds like a plan. Sow more, work less. But see, you got to be connected to the Spirit of God in order to do that. We got to be connected to him. We got to hear him on what he is telling me to do according to my finances. Because you know that the word of God says that money answers all things. It answers all things. And I feel it that don't nobody want you talking about money. I feel that. But you know what? <laughs> money answers all things. All things. And if I will listen to the voice of God, then I can learn how 
to sow into the kingdom because God has a cycle of provision. God has a cycle of provision. The devil got a cycle too. It's called defeat. He hits my circumstances, fear and worry and depression and anxiety and all these things. He keeps me in that cycle of defeat where it looks like I will never come out of this thing, ever. And if he has his way, I won't. But God has a, he has a cycle of provision. And you know what that cycle is? Sow and reap. Sow and reap. Sow and reap. And one day, the reaper going to overtake the sower. This is the word of God, so you can't get mad at me because I'm trying to teach you how to come out of that thing, out of that cycle of defeat. And it's in every single area of our life. It's not just with dollars. It's in everything. The enemy comes and he keep, tries to keep us in a cycle of defeat on our ministry. He tries to keep us in disciple. Woo! I can't talk. He's trying to keep us in a cycle of defeat for uh, reaching out to others and evangelizing and ministering the Word of God. A cycle of defeat for my health. He's all, I'm just always going to be sick. Well, if that's what I'm looking at, then I will always be sick. See, he has messed up my stuff this morning. Let's go look at Malachi 3. I've said this a couple of times this week. Malachi 3, um, 16. 16 and 17. I have become a little bit um, obsessed with these books. <laughs> because God has written books about us. There's a book written about me. There's a book written. Well, in Malachi 3 and verse 16, it says, And they that feared the Lord. Now tell me, do we fear the Lord? Do we fear Him? Do we really fear Him? Do we stand in awe of Him? Do I take His Word, His written, and that Word He speaks to me, do I take that and and nurture it and guard it and think of it as a, oh, my, God just spoke to me, you know? Or is it, can we get a word from God and be like, hmm, okay. Well, we'll see if you bring that to pass. Come on. Come on. How many of us do that? Well, come on, God, let's see you work that one. We have to walk in the fear of the Lord. Because look what happens to those who walk in the fear of the Lord. And they that feared the Lord spake often to one another. Wonder what they were speaking. Hmm. I bet they wasn't speaking, oh, woe is me. I ain't hardly going to make it this month. They weren't speaking that. And the Lord hearkened. What? What? <laughs> and he heard it. He heard what those that walk in the fear of the Lord were saying. Uh-oh, y'all know what that means, right? 
God be listening to our conversation. I think I'll change mine. Come on. Hmm. It says, and the Lord hearkened. That means he set himself to hear. It's like, you know, when, when someone says something and you really want to hear them, you go, he set himself to hear what me, what I, what you are saying. Mm, that's a little scary if you walk in the fear of the Lord. And it says, and he heard it. And then you know what he does? He writes it down in a book. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He's listening to me, and he's writing down what I say. He's writing down what I do. He's writing down everything. He's writing down when he spoke to me and told me to do something, and I said, mm, 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 mm. no, I ain't going to do that. Mm. I'm afraid. I'm going to make him mad, God. I'm going to make him mad if I do that. He's writing it down. He, and he might be left-handed, I don't know. But he's writing it down. Hmm. It says, before him, for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And then he says, for those who fear the Lord, who think upon his name, who instead of sitting there talking about all my aches and pains and my, I ain't going to make it and this is bad and I got more month than I do money. I ain't never going to come out of this sickness. This marriage ain't never going to work. If I'm talking of that, if I'm sitting there with my friend and I'm talking about what Johnny did to me and how he made me so mad and how he don't never do right and he always doing this and he's always saying it. And you did you hear what Susie said to me? She said, he's writing it down and he's remembering it. And it says that if we will come together in the fear of the Lord and we will talk of the things that he's doing. Come on, y'all. If I stop looking at my circumstance and I start looking at him, and instead of talking about what I see, because what I see, I mean, it's what I see. It's for real. It's what's going on, right? But there's a difference in truth and fact. It's a fact that I got more month than I do money. That's fact. But the truth said that he will supply all of my needs. The truth says that he has a cycle of provision. So, read. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Amen. That's words. That's money. That's actions. Whatever I sow, I'm going to reap. Amen? So if we come together as though that walk in the fear of the Lord, and we talk about Him, and we talk about His provision, and we talk about the great things that He is doing, and we magnify the Lord, oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. 
If we do that, he's writing that down. Oh, my word, he's writing it down. And he says, and they shall be mine. I want him to say that about me. Barbara Cooper is mine. She's mine. Saith the Lord of hosts. In that day when I make up my jewels, <laughs> I will spare them. As a man spareth his son that serves him. So in the day when things get rough, I am going to be a jewel. <laughs> I set myself to be that. And I'm going to give and I'm going to sow and I'm going to do what he tells me to do so that I can be saved in the day <laughs> of trouble. Amen? So that I can be saved in that day. He got me all ups. Okay, look, y'all. In, in, um, back here in Mark, in Mark 4, in one of the um, translations, it says that the seed was sown and, and the thorns and all of that stuff and the, for the affliction and the persecution of the word. Does that say that in the King James? Anyway, that word affliction, oh, that's up there in 17. They have no root in themselves and so endure, but for a time afterward when affliction and persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. That word affliction means press, pressing, pressure. So anytime the word of God, what this is saying right here is there's a sower. There's lots of sowers out, and they're going to sow Jesus Christ into your life. And as soon as that word goes forth, the enemy comes just like that, immediately. And he brings pressure. He puts that pressure on you. Are you going to take this word? Are you going to put this word in your heart? Are you going to see that God is the one that supplies the seed for the sower? and bread for the giver are you going to take that and pull it into you and you're going to act on this word are you going to act on this word when the pressure comes don't think for a minute that um pressure hadn't come there's been some pressure applied there's been some things stolen <laughs> stolen but Proverbs says when the enemy's been found out, he has, to he has to repay seven times. And I'm praying that. The enemy must repay seven times. In the name of Jesus, that's the word of God. I ain't making that up. That's the word of God. But whenever the, the pressure comes, are you going to take this word or not? Pressure is applied to me. I've got to go ahead and decide whether I'm going to be fruitful and bear fruit 30, 60, or 100-fold. You know, there's an also a scripture that says with um, what measure you give, it's going to be measured back to you. So I want a 100-fold of the good. Amen? A 100-fold of the good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Rome, let's look at Romans 10 and 11.
It says, For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believe on him shall not be ashamed. That's the Word of God. And so when those pressures come, when the pressure comes, and I'm not just talking about money, y'all. I'm talking about every aspect of our life. When the Word of God says one thing, and I start speaking that, and then the pressure is going to come, am, am I going to believe that Word? Am I going to stand on that Word? That's what Ephesians, he says, when you've done all to stand, stand. Because pressure is coming. Persecution is coming. And I've got to stand on the word of God, what he has said to me. And if I'll do that, he says I will not be ashamed. He will always come through for me. Always, in every circumstance, in every time, he will always come through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that I can depend on you. I can depend. You are my Jehovah Jireh. You are the great I am. It's the great I am that we serve. The great I am. That great I am means I am what you need right now. Ain't got nothing to do with the future. It's right now. What do you need right now? And that is what I am. And there's all kinds of other scriptures. He inhabits the praise of his people. He marries the praise of his people. He becomes what I praise him to be. You are my provider. You are the one that supplies all of my needs. I heard Perry Stone say that that right there, that scripture, he said the difference is this. If a poor man walked up to you, he, he had um, stuck he was out of gas or whatever and he said um can you give me 20 bucks i really need some gas so i can get home so we go to the gas station and pump 20 dollars worth of gas in his car okay I'm, I'm i'm meeting his need but if your spouse comes to you and says honey my vehicle's getting a little low on gas can i have 20 dollars for some gas he gives her 50 because He's supplying her need out of his riches. It ain't got anything to do with her need. It's his riches. And so we got to stop looking at my need. I got to stop looking at my need. I got to stop looking at my need. And I need to turn everything and start looking at his riches because it's all about him. And I need to just focus on him and his face and how beautiful and glorious he is. Things change. Things change, and I'm the biggest one that changes because everything starts shifting in me, and that's what we want is a shift, right? We want a shift in our spiritual life. I, want, I need a shift in my spiritual life. Well, i got to get my focus on Him. i got to start looking at Him. i got to start speaking Him. i got to start saying what He's saying. And then I stop. All this starts getting smaller and smaller. It will. Morris Cirillo says, stop looking at the bigness of your circumstance and look at the bigness of your God. And that's a true statement. We start looking toward Him, and things start changing. Things start shifting. And that's what I want out of my life. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. Fall in love with His Word. Fall in love with Him and start looking at Him instead of what is before me. Start looking at him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
when she was singing that Jehovah Jireh, one part of it is um, the earth is his and the fullness thereof. The earth is his <laughs> and the fullness thereof. That The air, my clothes, and this building, the road I, I own, my car, everything is his. It's his. It's all his. Yes. It's his. And he lets me use it. He gives me, he makes me steward over his stuff. Amen? And I want to steward everything the way that he wants me to. Oh, okay. Let's go look at Matthew 25. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably end with this. I don't want to be one of those preachers that say, okay, I'm fixing to end with this and then preach for another 45 minutes. I don't want to be a liar. Uh, verse 14, Matthew 25, verse 14. It says, For the kingdoms of heaven, here comes another parable, is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another um, two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. And then he that received five talents went and traded with the same and made them another five talents. And likewise, he that had received two talents, he also gained another two. But he that received one went and digged a hole in the earth and hid the Lord's money. This is talking about money. This is not talking about my talent to sing, in case you all know. <laughs> it's talking about money. And it says, after a long time, the Lord to those servants come and reckoned with them. And so he, had he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I gain beside them five more talents. And he said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well done. Oh, my goodness. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And he that received two did the same thing. The same thing. Then he, verse 24, Then he which had received the one talent came to the Lord and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, <laughs> reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strown. Well, excuse me, but if he thought that about God, about his Lord, I would think that he'd be trying to make him some money. So this dude was thinking about himself. I am afeard <laughs> to step out because God always puts pressure on us to obey him. It is not an easy thing to obey the Lord in the fact that it's easy on my flesh. No, never is it easy on my flesh. He always puts pressure on me. He always wants to put me out of my comfort zone. Always. In all ways. Whether, no matter what it is. This right here is one of them. But he said in 25, and I was afraid, and I went and hid the talent in the earth. And here it is. <laughs> huh. But God said, you are wicked. You are wicked. 
You knew that I, sow, I reaped where I didn't sow, and you went and hid what was mine, and you just going to give me that little thing back? You are wicked. Now, you take that one that he has, and you give it to the one who has ten. Because it takes faith. That's what this whole thing is about, faith. Without faith, we cannot please him. And it takes faith, honey, to step out and make more than what he has given me. But how do I do that? So, reap. I, take, I, get, I reap a harvest, right? I sow a seed. I reap a harvest. The harvest is always bigger than the seed. I take from that harvest. I sow some more seed. I don't sow the entire harvest, right? Some of it's for me. I take the harvest and I sow some seed. And I reap another harvest, oh my word. And I take from that harvest and I sow some more seed. You see the, hey, thank you Jesus, that he is the God of provision. He's the one that provides for me. Hallelujah. I got to listen to him. I got to obey him. I got to do what he says. But he's the one that provides. He's my supplier. Georgia Pacific is not my supplier. They are not my provision. Wherever you work is not your provision. They are not the ones that provide for you. God is the one. He talks about it in, in Deuteronomy. He said, don't you think for one minute that you get up and go to work on your own. I'm the one that gives you the ability. I'm the one that gives you the strength. I'm the one that gave you the job. Me. And whenever everything increases, don't you dare forget me. Don't you dare forget me. You better give me praise. You better give me honor. You better give me what is due me. And what is due me is every single thing I gave you. Everything. It all belongs to him. And when we give him, I loved it when Apostle Angie just set us free on the tithe. She says, it's not about the ten, it's about the hundred. A hundred percent belongs to him. A hundred percent. And so whenever I give all that I have, I don't worry about it anyway. Because that's all up to him then to do something with it. It's all up to him. Hallelujah. Thank you that you are my provider. You are my provider. You are the one that meets every need. And then some. Hallelujah. I don't know about y'all. Y'all don't seem to be as excited as I am about the word. God said, I'm the one that gives you the power to get wealth. You know that what that word means? Wealth. <laughs> That's what it means. God ain't mad because I got some money. He ain't mad about it. He, he wants me to have it. Why else would he told them in Genesis where the gold was? They didn't need no gold. They was living in the glory, living in Eden. But he said there's these four rivers now, and they all come together right here. And right here is where the gold is, right there. And it's some good gold. Go get it. <laughs> he ain't worried about it. But preachers, excuse me, and I know we on Facebook Live, <laughs> but there's preachers out there that go about trying to heap some stuff up on their own lust. And they tell you to give. If you give $1,000, I'm going to, you know. You better know it's God. You better know that that's God. 
But there are some that teach name it, claim it. You ain't got no new Cadillac because you ain't asked God for one. I am not talking about that. I'm not talking about that at all. But I am trying to tell you that the word of God is, it says that he's my provider. That he is my provision and he has, he has made a way for me to not worry about anything and be able to bless somebody else. That's what he told Abraham. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. And that's what it's for. It's, it's because, y'all, we are coming down to the wire. I believe it as well as I am standing here. We are coming down to the culmination of days, as they say. The end of all is upon us. The word says that in the last days they will call evil good and good evil. What the world is going on right now? They call an evil good and good evil. There's inordinate, unnatural affections of people. It's, and we're praising it. We're saying it's right. It's whatever makes you happy. That's against God. So they're calling evil good and good evil. We are in the last days. So he said in Revelation, I don't want you to be lukewarm now. Don't be lukewarm because you make me sick if you're lukewarm. I want you to be on fire or I want you to be cold as ice. And everybody knows you ain't no Christian. Because that's what that means, honestly. When we say I'm a Christian and I go to church and I'm at prayer and all that and then I live like the devil himself. I give continually to my flesh. That's lukewarm. Okay? That's lukewarm. But now if I'm on fire for him, I fear him. And I'm going to obey him. I'm going to, no matter who it makes mad. Mom, dad used to say if it hair lips the devil. I'm going to do what God said. And, and it, can I tell you that it does hair lip him? He gets real mad. But I love what Pastor D and Pastor Eileen always said. Ain't nobody mad but the devil. So, well, Lord, it's hot up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are my provider. So I'm going to open the altars up. And if there's anybody that needs prayer, you need prayer. You, want, you need for God to touch you, to open up this word for you because we can understand the word of God we can take the word that was sown and we can pull it into ourselves and we can nurture that word and we can have that word bear fruit in our life and that's what if you need God to help you in this area I just ask you to come on up here and we're gonna pray okay we're gonna pray in the name of Jesus hi we hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. Now for more information and to stay connected with us, tune in on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossit.com.